Hi everyone, this is Tyler Martin, the host of the Friction Factor Fitness Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to teaching busy people how to develop lifelong fitness habits and fit sustainable diet and exercise into their life. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the essential diet and nutrition knowledge that everyone who wants to stay fit for a lifetime needs to have. One of the main reasons that so many struggle to eat right long term is just the sheer complexity that following proper nutrition presents to most people. In most people's minds, dieting and complexity just go hand in hand. In fact, my favorite data point to share on this is that a 2012 study in the U.S. showed that 50% of Americans reported that figuring out their income taxes is less complex, or they felt it to be less complex, than building a healthy meal plan. Why do we shy away from the complex things in favor of simple things? Because complex problems require more time and energy to deal with. To me, this indicates that one of the primary reasons people fail to turn healthy eating patterns into more of a long-term habit is that they don't believe themselves to have the time and energy to do what's necessary to eat right on a consistent, ongoing basis. I use the concept friction, which is the inefficient use of time and energy to describe what's happening with this problem. Most people believe that following a healthy diet will create too much friction in their life. So what ends up happening is they opt for unhealthy but simpler options to get their food. One of the main reasons that people perceive diet and nutrition to be so complex is that there seems to be almost an endless number of diets and different dieting theories that a person can follow, many of which seem to contradict each other. Some say don't eat meat, others say only eat meat. Some say carbs are the enemy, others say carbs are essential. Some say fats will give you heart disease, others say a high fat diet is the key to good health. And this is just a sampling of the confusing and seemingly contradictory dilemmas people face when they wade into the waters of choosing a dieting approach, and this can be very overwhelming. This podcast won't answer all of these questions about diet and nutrition, but I hope it will present you with some new ideas on how to think about diet and nutrition in a more principled way, which can help you cut through some of the perceived complexity that typically comes with choosing and sticking to a diet plan. So let's jump right in. Let's start by defining the terms diet and nutrition because they're often used synonymously, but there is a difference between them. Nutrition refers to the chemical compounds that the body needs to ingest and metabolize in order to sustain itself. Diet refers to the specific food items that one eats, which contains those nutritional compounds. So nutrition is what the body needs, and diet is how the body gets those things. 
Next, I think it's important to recognize the fact that the science of nutrition is a relatively young science. And for that reason, new discoveries are being made fairly rapidly, which I think partially accounts for why there are so many different theories and conflicting ideas out there about what to eat. In many cases, the science simply just isn't settled yet on what the best type of diet is to follow. And it may turn out that there won't ever be just one type of diet that makes sense for every human being to follow. But does that mean that we should give up on trying to understand how to eat right? No, I, I think the best approach, especially for busy people, looking to simplify things and eliminate friction is to learn the fundamental, the most fundamental principles of nutrition, the things that we know to be true and that are going to apply in most situations and really base all of their their dieting decisions off of that fundamental knowledge because these are the things that aren't likely to change even as science makes further advances. Sticking to the most universal, universal principles of nutrition will allow you to be confident in what you're doing while still leaving room for flexibility in your plan as you need to make changes or as new discoveries are made that may apply to you. The main idea that I'm going to focus on in this podcast is to explain the basic building blocks of human nutrition, which are macronutrients and its three subcategories, which are protein, carbohydrates, and fat, which the body needs to take in all of these in order to sustain itself. The, the majority of the debates and the conflicting information around diet and nutrition really relates to macronutrients, specifically which foods are the best sources of these macronutrients and what combination of these foods people should be eating regularly. What's generally not debated is that the human body does require some amount of all these macronutrients to maintain health and fitness. And a great step towards having confidence in your diet plan and cutting through the clutter and the noise of all the seemingly contradictory dieting information is to understand the basics of what each of these macronutrient types are and knowing the generally agreed upon safe intake ranges for each one. In other words, you should know what percentage range of your daily calories should come from protein, carbohydrates, and fats because regardless of which dieting philosophy you subscribe to, virtually all of them prescribe eating an amount of each type of macronutrient that falls somewhere within these safe ranges. So in the rest of the podcast, we'll do a short explanation of each type of macronutrient and talk about the currently recommended amounts of each by the major medical institutions. This will give you a broad framework for understanding what to consider when building a diet plan for yourself to follow. The first of the three macronutrients that we'll talk about is protein, which is the main building block used by the body to build and repair tissue, make hormones and other chemicals, and it also serves many other important functions. The two basic sources of dietary protein are animal sources such as lean meat, poultry, fish, 
eggs, dairy, and then there's also protein that can come from plant-based sources such as nuts, seeds, beans, legumes, um, and soy products. And the interesting thing about protein is that unlike carbohydrates and fat, protein can't be stored in the same way as, for instance, carbs can as fat for later use. Excess protein gets converted into fat and can't be then changed back into protein later. So your body needs to take in new protein consistently in order to get what it needs. The recommended daily intake for protein in the most recent dietary guidelines for Americans, which were published in 2020, is 10 to 35% of your total daily calories. This is a well-established range that hasn't changed much over the past several decades, if it's changed at all. In fact, if you examine almost any type of popular diet, it will almost certainly prescribe an amount of protein that falls somewhere within this 10 to 35% of daily calorie range. So while the science isn't settled on exactly where between 10 and 35% each individual person should aim for, there's good reason to believe that the right amount is somewhere within that range. What we do know is that people who are more active or who are following a calorie-restricted diet, they need more protein than people who are less active, who don't exercise, or who are not following a calorie-restricted diet. For people trying to maximize muscle development, I'd recommend aiming for a protein intake at the higher end of that recommended range, so probably somewhere between 20 and 35% of your total daily calorie intake. So just for example, let's say you're on a 2,000 calorie diet and you're aiming for 20% of those calories to come from protein. So you'd multiply 2,000 by 0.2, which is 20%, um, and that will give you 400 calories per day that need to be consumed in the form of protein. And one gram of protein is equal to four calories. So 400 protein calories per day is equivalent to 100 grams per day of protein in that example. The second macronutrient type that I want to highlight is carbohydrates, which in most cases serves as the primary energy source for the body. Carbs come in three main varieties, which are starches, sugars, and fiber. The body breaks down carbs and converts them into glucose to be used immediately for energy, or they can be stored as fat for later use. When selecting carb sources, it's important to opt for more complex carbs when possible, which are those that fall more in the starch and dietary fiber categories. Now, most carbohydrates in the sugar category are considered what's called simple carbohydrates, which are generally found in more processed foods, so things like sodas, candy, cereal, any kind of sweets. And these tend to lack essential vitamins and minerals that are normally contained in complex carbs. Um, so despite all the demonization of carbohydrates as such in the fitness world, the fact is that in general, we need them. In fact, 
the recommended daily allowance for carbohydrates in a standard diet is 45 to 65% of daily calorie intake. In other words, at least half, if not more than half, of the food you eat every day should be composed of healthy carbohydrates. The reason for this is that the carbohydrates are the macronutrient type that are easiest to convert into glucose, which is the human body's primary source of fuel. While there are other dietary approaches that are now popular, things like ketogenic diets or Mediterranean-style diets that prioritize more fat than carbohydrates, most people are going to find it easier to stick to a balanced diet that includes carbohydrates in the long run. The real secret with carbs is prioritizing complex carbs, which is going to help to control blood sugar levels and ensure adequate vitamin and mineral intake. Again, just like with protein, we see here an overarching principle, which is that in general, the body needs carbohydrates somewhere within a set range, which in this case is 45 to 65% of daily calorie intake. Though there are lots of different dieting approaches and opinions on specific food types and exactly how many daily carbs to eat, virtually all the different opinions and approaches align with the, this general idea that carbs are needed, complex carbs are preferred, and that you should eat an amount of carbs that falls somewhere within this specified range. This is a relatively wide range that leaves a lot of room for variation, customization, on based on all kinds of things, personal preference, performance goals, how active you are, and even genetic factors. The third and final macronutrient that science agrees we all need, but over which there is a lot of variation prescribed across the various diets and dieting approaches is dietary fat. Just like with carbohydrates, fat is used as an energy source, but it also helps the body absorb certain vitamins like vitamins A, D, E, and K are, are some notable ones. Dietary fat also provides essential fatty acids, which are, is something the body can't produce on its own, so we have to get that from dietary sources. And these help with brain health, regulating inflammation, and also help with regulating blood clotting. The reason that over the years fat has been demonized in the health and fitness world is that some types of fats can be an impediment to better health. Trans fats, are, which are mostly found in processed foods, raise LDL or low-density lipoprotein uh, cholesterol levels and lower HDL cholesterol, which increases the risk of heart disease and stroke. And in addition to trans fat, many saturated fats can also raise LDL cholesterol levels, which can build up in arteries and increase the risk of heart disease. The fats that are widely considered good and healthy are called unsaturated fats, which are fats that are generally going to be liquid when they're at room temperature. And they mainly come from plants, nuts, seeds, and from some fish oils. The main two categories of unsaturated fats um, are 
mono unsaturated fats and poly unsaturated fats, both of which are thought to have health benefits, particularly uh, for heart health. And for general health, the current recommended daily allowance for fat, for dietary fat, is 20 to 35% of total daily calorie intake. So if you were on a 2,000 calorie diet, 20% fat would be 400 calories per day, which equates to about 44 grams of fat for that day. And the one thing to pay attention to with fat intake is that actually looking at the, the caloric content of, of your fat intake because fat is more calorically dense than protein and carbs. Fat contains nine calories for every one gram of fat, whereas protein and carbs both only contain four calories per gram. So in general though, just as with protein and with carbs, the broadest principle to follow is to eat an amount of fat that falls within the recommended range, which is 20 to 35% of daily calories. But because fat is more calorically dense, you'll probably, depending on your, your goals and what your daily calorie intake is, you'll probably want to lean closer to the 20% of, of daily calorie intake, especially if you're on a calorie-restricted diet. Um, you should also minimize saturated fat intake and, and try to completely avoid trans fat intake which again is, is mostly found in processed foods. Um, and you want to prioritize the intake of unsaturated fats. And in particular, try prioritizing polyunsaturated fats, such as those found in flaxseed, walnuts, fatty fish. Um, and it can also be found in sunflower, corn, um, and soybean and canola oils. So in today's episode, we talked about the essential diet and nutrition knowledge particularly about macronutrients that everyone should understand the basics of so that they can stick to a healthy diet and nutrition plan over the course of their life. Having this basic knowledge can help boil down the complexity that seems to exist in selecting an appropriate diet by making sense of the fact that there are so many conflicting messages about what types of foods to eat, and how much of them you should be eating. What we discussed is that while there's lots of room for variation, the fact is that all human bodies require protein, carbohydrates, and fats to function properly, and that there are certain well-established intake ranges that science has established for us to follow for each macronutrient. While there's lots of room for personal preference and things like genetic factors, activity level, and many other factors that could affect where within these ranges you specifically want to set your intake levels, virtually all well-designed diets specify macronutrient intakes that fall somewhere within these generally agreed upon ranges. So here they are one more time. For protein, 10 to 35% of daily calorie intake. And again, I'll stress that for those who are active or on a calorie-restricted diet or those that are trying to build and preserve lean muscle mass, which I think everybody should be aiming to do, 
you should be eating an amount of protein that's at the higher end of the recommended ranges, probably somewhere between 20 and 35% of daily calorie intake. For carbohydrates, they should make up somewhere between 45 and 65% of your daily calorie intake, and you should really be prioritizing complex carbohydrates and fiber over simple carbohydrates, which are generally found in more processed foods. And then lastly, dietary fat. That should make up somewhere between 20 and 35% of your daily calorie intake, and you should prioritize unsaturated fats, minimize saturated fat intake, and completely avoid trans fats. All your macronutrients should be gauged based on your total daily calorie target. Again, this podcast is just an overview, and yes, there are other important aspects of nutrition that we didn't cover here, but what we did cover today is probably the most fundamental knowledge to learn when it comes to building and sticking to a good nutrition plan. Thanks again for listening to the Friction Factor Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it valuable, please subscribe, please like, and please share with others who you think may find it helpful. Also, please check out my website, frictionfactorfitness.com, where you can access more content, access my free fitness calculator tool, and download a free teaser of the first three chapters of my new book, The Friction Factor, The Busy Person's Guide to Sustainable Diet and Exercise, which is launching in March of 2023 and is now available for pre-order. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for more content.